Hello, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Zach Rosen here today with Jacob Raymond, Chris Gehring. We've got an action-packed episode for you. Uh, but before we get to that, which uh, on the back end of this podcast will be an interview with Jim Van Stone. He's going to tell you about the Capital One Arena renovations that are happening here, and we'll be ready uh, for next season, right, Jacob? I think that if you um, if you come to games at Capital One Arena, I think that this is a pretty important episode for you to listen to. I think that the changes in this arena are going to be severe and they're going to be in, in, in the best way possible. Um, and, you know, I, this arena is going to get a facelift. We're getting new food. We're getting new team shop. Um, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really cool for people that come in here. New seats, all black seats yeah. are coming in here. Um, so really, really interesting interview with, uh, with Jim. And so uh, definitely stay tuned for that. And we also have a really awesome announcement to make. I know we teased it last week that we were going to have an event over at uh, Crimson, which is uh, part of the Pod DC Hotel. It's the restaurant right next to it, which is Kitty Corner from Capital One Arena. We will be hosting a live podcast there on March 19th, so two weeks from today. Uh, and Jason Smith will be our guest. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. There, There's a lot more details to come, but it's going to be at 5 o'clock, happy hour time on a Monday. The Wizards have a nice break in the schedule then, so so really looking forward to that, and that's going to be, we're going to be recording a podcast there every month for the rest of the season, uh, so we're looking forward to doing that, um, definitely considering where this podcast was a year ago to look at that and be like, oh wow, we're hosting an event, VIP yeah. style is pretty awesome, so we're definitely looking forward Not to that. Not to pat ourselves on the back, but to pat ourselves on the back. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just, it's it's a really cool space, the, the event will be really cool. Jason Smith is always interesting to talk to, and it's just going to be a really cool, really cool time. And I'm glad that it all came together. It's been a long time coming, and a lot of people have worked on this, and so it's it's really cool to see it come together. And we're excited. And what better time to have it than right as we're getting kind of to the nitty gritty and down to the final stretch and um, talk about lead up to playoffs and another big schedule for the Wizards. It's going to be a good going to be a good time. Yeah, so we'll have more details on that coming up in you know our next few episodes. Again, March nineteenth, five o'clock. Uh, so that's gonna be awesome. Come out and meet us. Yeah, yeah. See us in person instead of listening to our voices. That's right. We're better looking than our voices may uh, <laughs> may give us. Well, some of us. That's right. Um, also, another shout out today. Uh, happy birthday, Zach. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. that. Congratulations. Believe yeah, it or way not. To make it to- 24 yeah, yeah thanks right well i oh, yeah, yeah i was gonna say don't reveal yeah. my age but okay whatever uh <laughs> we can cut that yeah. no it's okay uh <laughs> so guys looking at the schedule it's been a tough stretch this last week was tough i mean it started with a win in milwaukee which was a great win i mean great start there came up on what a wild on game top. milwaukee played last night oh no oh wow 27 yeah. to 3 run jason terry may have turned back the clock more than anyone I've ever seen in the NBA. Like, it's ridiculous. Was he, like, a plus 35 last night yeah, or something? something crazy like that. He's been unreal for them yeah. and from then, a veteran standpoint, too. What was the run last night? Was it 27-3? 27-3. Yeah. To close the third quarter? Yeah. Unbelievable. And, I mean, yeah. I thought Philly had that game already. Uh, but anyway. Philly looked so bad. They turned it over almost every possession. Every possession. They couldn't hold on to the basketball. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, was. so went and then Wednesday the Wizards lost to the Warriors, which I think we can all agree was the toughest in terms of scheduling and opponent, probably the toughest game of the year on the schedule. They and fought. Yeah, they were in it. I I think just KD was too much. It seemed like everyone else was in check. Yeah. Um. And and the Warriors really seemed like they knew how to defend Beal. That was, was apparent. So, 
it's watching that team in person. It feels um, they're even long. They're even better defensively than I expected. Oh yeah, they yeah. they turned it up for that game so long. KD is so tough. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! And it goes to show you that while their like their season long defensive numbers have lacked from a perspective of like where they've been before, when, when they, they want to do yeah, it, yeah, when they turn it up and. Kevin Durant is obviously he is a world beater offensively. He's incredible, but when he uses that length to defend, we saw it in the All Star game and we talked about it. But we certainly saw it here. And when they play together, they they are a really close knit group. And when they decide to defend and decide to play with with energy on that end, I mean, good luck because we all know what happens we all know what Dream happens when you turn it over against them yeah well, then Igudala was really good defensively in that game too yeah Andre yeah. I think he held the Wizards like five yeah. of 15 shooting when he was guarding the ball which like yeah. I didn't even realize he was playing that much on ball still yeah and so. it's and it's another like I had forgot I don't know how I've forgotten but like when Draymond gets the ball on the break he's such a good decision maker and he's also I mean he is like a bull going down the, the middle of the lane and it's he just everything it's really hard to defend him he makes good passes he's tough to defend he can finish if you give him an opportunity and it's just another it's yeah it's the reason that they're incredible and will probably be the the team to beat again probably yeah it's the reason they are the team to beat again yeah. rockets are on fire but yes the the warriors are obviously the team to like beat the until they prove it yeah. yeah until yeah. they prove otherwise the warriors are the ones to beat and then Friday we saw the East leader, the Toronto Raptors here, and I think the Wizards were probably a C.J. Miles not going off game yeah. o- away from winning that it's game. So typical that C.J. Miles has done nothing <laughs> for four months and then all of a sudden goes absolutely ham on us. I mean, that that shot in the corner where he was falling out of bounds, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, speaking of Steph anything. Curry, that's the kind of shot that like you expect yeah. Steph Curry to hit against you, not necessarily C.J. Miles. but Steph did hit one of those against us. Yeah. That, that five-point um, swing where he yeah. stole the ball. In the yeah. Corner. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah, well, and it, it seemed like the Wizards really hung around. I think the key was that they hung around in these two games, and then Sunday comes along, and it looks like the Pacers just wiped them out, and then in the fourth quarter, the Wizards turned it up. They had plenty of chances to tie the game or even win in the final minute. Yep. Just didn't go their way. Um, but Kelly Oubre did not play in that, that game with a sore foot, and you could tell that he wasn't out there energy-wise. I mean, it any, was, like, different. Any number yeah. There are any number of reasons why not having Kelly out there hurt so much in that game, and I think that you can point to Beal's minutes as being the number one reason yeah. why because – he he played. Beal had to play forty three minutes to keep us in that game, and that's mm-hmm. too many minutes. And I mean, Brooks certainly knows it, but he didn't have a choice. Yeah, and down the stretch, you could tell that. I mean, Brad got multiple looks that you would think that that he would hit one of them, and I you'd have to think that the fatigue has to play a factor at some point there, and and that's all. You know, at this point in the year, and not having Kelly out there at some point, he's he does a lot he just does a lot for the Wizards he defends with intensity he brings energy to everybody else hits open threes he hits open threes and um yeah it's 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 a tough loss because as we've as we've said and written about the the east is so tightly bunched right now but I there's like you've just said there's just a lot of reasons why that one just came up a little bit short and it's unfortunate but onward and upward we've got another really really important week yeah, so this week, tomorrow, Tuesday. Sorry, one last one yeah, last note yeah. about Indiana, just going back. Um, how crazy is it that 
you look at that Indiana team now and you look at the trade they made with or with Oklahoma City, you know, you had the Oklahoma City Police Department tweeting there'd been a robbery, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And now we can pretty much say that well, it, I think that if um if Paul George signs in signs in OKC, we can call that trade even. Mm-hmm. And if he signs elsewhere, we can say that Indiana unequivocally won it. Definitely. Yeah. And, I, and that's a testament to Oladipo and how good he's been. I mean, frankly, Oladipo's probably been almost as good as George this year, if not as good as George. So, I mean, in that regard, you can already say that um, Indiana won it because they're going to pay be paying Oladipo less than George is going to be getting paid. Right. Plus, they got yeah. Sabonis, who is a good role player. Plus, they got a first-round pick. Yeah. Sabonis Did, did they get a first-round pick? I don't think so. I thought it was nah, just, I think a, it was yeah, just and, a swap and right. Oladipo. But they, still, fake news, I mean, no first-round pick. No, but still, I mean, I th- and I think – what it comes down to is attitude. Like Oladipo wants to play there. He's an Indiana guy, mm-hmm. was a Hoosier and all that. And George was just disgruntled, didn't want to be there anymore. And you can tell, like, yeah. the spirits are so different. But I, I will say about the Pacers is that they are an Oladipo injury away from being awful. Yeah. <laughs> we saw yeah. how bad they played without him on the floor last night and also, I think, February 5th. But I think you can say that about a lot of teams in the how East. Many, I was going to say, yeah. how many teams in the East but are, I mean. He right. should be in the MVP conversation. And, and McMillan should be in the coach of the year conversation. I mean, they've I mean, both been look at, way okay, above so 100%. The Bucs are, are Giannis injury away from being garbage. Not garbage. Okay, Zach. No, I'm not saying they're garbage. I'm not saying they're going to be garbage. That's a bad team without Giannis. Well, look at look it up. I mean, we lost a four-time All-Star, and we've treaded water now. Five-time for, All-Star? Sorry, yeah, five-time All-Star, and we've treaded yeah. water now for a month. I, had I don't think discussion the yesterday with someone. I, I think I, it's I pretty crazy that. The Wizards, I think, any other year without Wall would have crumbled, and this year they're staying the course. So yeah. I think that yeah. says a lot. But yeah, I don't. I, you, don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, this next touch Treasure Games is going to be so hard again. I mean, we're going to say that for the next two weeks. We're going to yeah. say that for the entire season. That's yeah. what we're going to do. There's no easy stretch the rest of the year. But anyway, yeah. tomorrow, Tuesday, the Heat are here to wrap up this homestand, which it's been 0 and three, the first three game losing streak of the season, which I don't think anyone's that upset about. I mean, I think it's. This is just a lot of fatigue. I think we're all feeling it. Like yep. they've the Wizards have played. This is going to be their eighth On game. A personal level, I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah, I think this is the eighth game in what twelve days or something like that. Thirteen days. I mean, it's pretty wild, and it's been on almost every other day or back to backs. And this upcoming stretch where there's there's two days off after Miami, then there's uh, a few more days off before Minnesota and the Boston back to back, and then there's two days before the Spurs. Or sorry, the Pacers, and then three before the Spurs. I mean, there's some nice time off coming up, and you can see with Brad. I don't. It's not even just about the game last night. He's just really exhausted, and you can tell. And it makes sense. Not only has he played in every single game, he didn't stop over All Star break. Like he's been going and going and going all season. He hasn't really had a break. So I think, especially for him, these these days coming up are really important. I do think this game at Miami is a big. I'm sorry. With, with Miami in D.C. is a big barometer game, though, for us after losing three straight. It's a, yeah. It's, it's I a, mean, it's a game that I really want. And, and they haven't team, been playing well either. No. It's the first time that this team has lost three games in a row all year. I'm, I I feel like the Wizards have faced their, a, a good amount of adversity this season, and they've they've kept it from getting out of hand. And and this is a this is a big a big test to keep it from getting out of hand because as we've as we've said the two days off is nice but then the pelicans are red hot they're on an eight game yeah. winning streak right now anthony davis is playing out of his mind yeah he's and 
and then you go to Miami on a back to back. That's would you that's say really Anthony Davis is is I mean is playing better than anybody else in the NBA right now? Yeah, I think yeah. I think so. I think so. I, mean, I, mean, he's, he's, I think he's the toughest guy I mean, if it in the wasn't, league right now. Yeah, if it wasn't yeah. for the Rockets winning what fifteen, 15 in a row, in a row. Yep. everyone would be more. I mean, a lot of people are talking about the Pelicans, but I think even more. Yeah. Side note: It's funny how everyone's now in New Orleans is saying, "Oh, are the Pelicans better without Boogie?" <laughs> oh, I was like, "Oh, that's a familiar of conversation." Course. Yeah. Hot yeah, take: They might be right. Just yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, so that, there's might a be. big difference between the conversation yeah. that that we're having without Wall, where. If you suggest that we're better without Wall, I mean, I think that that's a, a, a very, very, very bad take. I mean, yeah. this team desperately needs John Wall right now. If yeah. you you're seeing you're seeing it now when the games add up, and it's all on Bradley Beal's shoulders, not all on Bradley Beal's shoulders, but but certainly more. Why <laughs> to to have another All Star to to help shoulder some of that big time load and a lot of those minutes? There's no way that that makes you. That, that makes you worse off. But the thing about Boogie is that it was always a question of whether or not Boogie and AD were going to be able to play together. And it's clear that AD now has more freedom. Yeah. And he is it, it's, making people hurt right it's now. It's going to be yeah. interesting to see what they do with Boogie. Are they going to... Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what you do. I think at this point you look at what you have and you try and sign and trade him. That would be my personal opinion. Yeah, you got to try to get... But then the market yeah. this summer is so weird... I mean, there's not a lot of money. When left. is he going to be healthy? I think probably. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he'll be at training camp, but I think he'll be ready by you know November, December. I don't know mm-hmm. as for a fact, but usually it's about a year for what was an Achilles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the torn Achilles. So, yeah. but yeah, the Pelicans are playing great. It, I think the good thing for the Wizards this week is they ha- they have to focus on two teams instead of four, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I mean, you scout Miami for two. Yeah, games, you yeah. scout Miami and. To be honest, I mean, the Wizards have played the Pelicans really well the last couple of years when Boogie wasn't there also, yeah. so they know how to play against them. It's just that that game comes down to I the mean, role players, really. But also, I mean, um, I think that you've got guys like Rondo and Holiday playing at a higher level than the Pelicans have ever had secondary pieces playing with Davis right now. Yeah. Yeah, Drew Holiday, I, w- I was just going to mention that as well. I know that he had 30-something last night, but against the Spurs he had – I'm um, just looking up really quickly. Against the Spurs, he scored 25. He's playing out of his head. He's, he's playing like he did on the Sixers that one year. Yeah, yep. he he is is playing really, really well. And obviously, it's easy to get overshadowed by Anthony Davis, who is a, you know, we talk about the unicorn conversation. Anthony Davis is one of those. He is incredible. But Drew Holiday has been has been very good, and that's going to be another tough tough battle for for Sato for Brad. I mean, I would imagine that everybody will get. A chance to guard Drew Holiday in that in, our, in the Wizards backcourt, but um, hope, yeah, hope I mean, but, ready to go by then. it's just all all different ways of saying that this is a hard another hard week um, with another different set of challenges than the last one. I mean, the, the Pelicans are very different from a team like the Pacers, and so it's just a uh, it's just a, a grind that you got to keep going. Hopefully, Ko is is healthy. I think he's yeah, I think he's he okay. okay. So um, yeah. Onward and upward. What is um so um not to look ahead too far, but we get um, Minnesota on the thirteenth. Struggling, struggling, They're struggling. Um, what is, what is Jimmy Bucket's timetable? Is there one yet? I mean, I think for them, they're just hoping he's ready for the playoffs. But for yeah. like, are they going to make the playoffs? That's like a real question. They now. could they could free fall out. Yeah. So, I mean, it's they said four to six weeks on his initial injury, which I think was about a week ago. So. Yeah. Maybe in April. I mean, he's probably looking at what John's looking at at this point. Yeah. Um, 
So and and John Wall of course is expected to start shooting maybe today. So that's a great development. Yep. Sounds like everything's going really well. No one wants to rush him back, but no. But I he seems I mean, he seems in good spirits every time we've seen him and you know, we don't know an exact timetable. Coach Brooks didn't seem to have a have an exact one yet, but you know, he did mention recently that he'll be back on the floor doing some basketball activities soon and that's certainly a good sign. It sounds I mean, it sounds like he'll be ready before the playoffs, which we know, but like yeah. to hear Brooks say that out loud is good. Right. Yeah. Um and if not, I mean this team has shown that they know how to win and without him now I think ten and six at this point since he went down. I can't believe we've played sixteen games since he since yeah, he went to surgery and everything. It's pretty That's wild. Crazy. I can't believe the season has less than twenty games left. Yeah. yeah. It's been a quick season. A very <laughs> up and down season, I think. It's been but a really interesting one. Yeah, yeah, it's been eventful. When we look back on this season, I mean not quite as many seasons as Cleveland has had, but we're gonna we're it's gonna the, the ebbs and flows have been have been fascinating. Yeah. 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 If not for Cleveland it would have been probably one of the more interesting a bit more. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, speaking of cleveland they're falling apart as well again yeah, yeah. so yep. we'll, we'll see what what they, they can do smoked by denver over the weekend denver's good denver yeah. denver's got Millsap back yeah that team that team runs of bases they, on they play team. like you know brooks always says they play for each other that team plays for each I other mean, you have mm. when you have a t- you have jamal murray gary harris Jokic. gary harris is good paul Millsap mm. on the floor that is a tough team yeah, yeah. It's one of those. It's a. It's another one of those teams where it's just like they have a lot. They just have a lot of guys. We'll like see. One through whatever. Would you rather have Jokic or Embiid? Very different styles. Yeah, it's interesting. I think Jokic that is a Swiss man, Army knife. Of if a you center. give me, are we actually answering this question? Yeah. Right now? Okay. Not? So sure. if you give me no health issues. If I yeah, take let's him, say right. they're both yeah. healthy. Then I still want Embiid. But yeah. if, if you if I have to worry about Embiid getting hurt every night, I want Jokic. I think Embiid's defense, like his rim protection, is the difference. But yeah. the way that, but I the mean, way you can run an offense through Jokic is yeah. pretty special. Yeah. Once Embiid gets, I think he'll become a better passer, and he'll get you know once he's healthier, he'll be willing to take more risks and stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's an interesting conversation. They're just so different. Yeah, it really is. Um, it's cool that we have. I'd like either of them. <laughs> it's it's cool that we have this many. I, I know that like with the Warriors and the and certainly the Rockets to a degree. What do you throw Towns in that conversation? It's been like yeah, it's been like going he away from the, to be a winner in my opinion. Yeah, it's <laughs> been going away. Could from be the, the most talented of the three. He could I his defense? He's just like not always there defensively. Yeah. It's weird. And then remember that Looking game. To that game in Minnesota week. when we yeah. beat them. Uh, Mahimi was like so physical with him, and he couldn't handle it. And he got so flustered. And yeah, that was weird to me. It's weird that we're in this age where like the center has been. You know, we we had we had Martin Gortat on the podcast, and he talked about how the center has been like devalued. But at the same time, we have these crazy talented centers all over the league: Jokic and Bede, Davis, who. I get that, like he didn't want to play center or whatever, didn't want to play the five, but like, look at what he's doing now. He's playing the five; he's unreal. The Towns, I feel like there is still a lot. There's more post ups coming back too. Like Embiid is yeah. great; his great moves. Davis yeah. is embracing more. He's yeah. not even shooting that great from three. He's like thirty four percent, which like okay right. for a center is pretty good, but like by traditional stretch four or five standards, isn't like what you want. Like most pl- people would say, oh, like don't take five threes a game if that's what you're shooting so mm-hmm. uh it's it's definitely interesting uh and for the wizards these heat games i think especially with the the playoff picture in mind it seems like the heat have a pretty comfortable lead over the pistons right now for the eight spot they beat them mm-hmm. 
Um, and one other thing to note about the Heat coming into D.C. Tuesday is that they're hosting, I think, the Suns tonight, Monday. So they're on a back-to-back. Uh, that's always important to note. The Wizards get their practicing today, but they will get that extra time. Um, a lot of back-to-backs coming up for the Wizards, including this weekend, yeah. including, I think, three in the last seven games, which is brutal. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know, you get you get paid a lot of money to play basketball, and <laughs> it's hard to complain. And I think sometimes back-to-backs are good because, especially on the road trip, it's like it's like a business trip of, all right, we leave Thursday, we're back Saturday night, we play two games. It's like a little mini tournament. Right. Um, and that mindset, I think, is really important. But, again, tough teams. This play, this stretch against playoff teams continues until, let's see, what day? Uh, uh, March 25th. Against the Knicks, my lord. And that Denver game looks like. That's yeah. the 40th anniversary game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, but that Denver game in particular is like, that might be one of our toughest home games left. Yeah. Um, two against San Antonio, but but yeah, we'll just keep trucking along, and uh, hopefully uh, this losing streak will end on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, but coming up, Wiz Kids, we have Jim Van Stone, who's going to talk about the Capital One renovations. Uh, and Touches on a lot of other things, too. It's a very yeah. interesting interview, very different than most of the interviews we do on this podcast. We, mm-hmm. don't, we don't talk very much basketball. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but I think that it's I think that it is it's well worth a listen, and for people that come to games here, a very important listen. Yeah, and yeah. I I also would note that a lot of this information is not very well, not reported, but like out there. So you want to like really hear what's going on. Personally, yeah. I'm excited for the new sound system. I think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of new things coming that are are really going to, they're going to really change the in-game experience here. I think for the better and. It's going to be Definitely really cool, and um, we're all excited for it. I know that Jim and, and his team are really excited for it. So stay tuned, and it'll be it'll be it'll be fun. All right, Jim Vanstone coming up on the other side of the break. Jim O.K. Davis here with Jacob Raymond. Joining us is Jim Vanstone, the president and chief commercial officer for Monumental Sports Entertainment. He's in charge of business operations. And we uh, really appreciate it that we get to have you on. But And I know we're going to talk about renovations. Okay. Well, yeah, we're here to, we're we're here to pro- talk about the great renovations. We, yeah. we want to tell you all about um, how Capital One Arena is going to look next year and all the exciting stuff you guys will be able to find here when you come to the arena for, uh, for Wizards games and capitals too but mostly wizards <laughs> but first wow. awkward, we have the podcast and you're coming to our office i feel well, like we should be in your no office. you know what i am thrilled to be on here today and i have to tell you guys i am a longtime listener <laughs> i am an admirer of you two uh and the entire team that does this it's uh quite an honor to be here with you guys today and you know i think organizationally i just want to make a note that we are all so proud of your efforts you guys have always been cutting edge you know when it comes to new opportunities and new technologies and you know new mediums to really get our word out there about monumental sports and also the wizards and some of the great things that we do in the community wow that's actually proud of you guys and uh keep up the great work on that side and that's going to do it for our interview with jim (laughs) vanstone i don't know why we need to say anything else after that Uh, (laughs) uh, keep keep it up keep it up i mean uh you know what thank you very much thank you very much proud because you guys do so many things too with monumental sports network and i'm glad i am much better on radio than i am on tv or anything like that so (laughs) well let me tell you it's quite an honor this used this used to be a video this used to be a video show when it's infancy and i said no my face is meant for radio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in those same shoes, but but to, to use Jacob's words, we talk about the renovation, yeah. major renovation that yep. happened happening here at Capital One Arena. 
What's the 10,000 foot view of what you're going to be doing here? Well, you know, it, it's a great question. And I think more importantly than even just the, the, the renovation, I think where we're located in, in the heart of the Penn Quarter District in Chinatown, we are in the most unique setting, I think, in, in the entire country from an arena standpoint. You're a mile from Capitol Hill. You're a mile from the White House. We have 21 governmental agencies uh, around this marketplace. We have a huge residential and retail community. I think we are in the preeminent location in, in in all of arena settings around the country and stuff like that. And I, I will say, uh, you know, we've really kept ahead of the times in terms of renovating our building. So this summer is certainly going to be a big project for us. Uh, but over the years, I mean, we've going to collectively put close to $100 million of development into Capital One Arena. And, you know, uh, this new partnership that we have with Capital One affords a great opportunity. And we're really excited about uh, the naming rights opportunity. And as, as we move forward, uh, this development, the full this whole focus of, of what we're trying to do is really improve uh, the fan experience. Everything that we're doing from a decision-making process is with our customers at heart and, and really making sure that their entire driveway to driveway experience is the best that it can be in sports and entertainment. So very excited about it. It's going to be uh, a, a, a big window this summer that we have a lot of work to do in a very short period of time. I think one of the things that you know we've decided, both myself, Dave Tui, our ownership group, is that we didn't want to completely shut down the building. It's a great summer concert season. We have the Mystics and the Valerie here this summer and we've got two peak periods of time that we're going to close the building but uh, we're going to be operational throughout and you know I think as we get into the fall uh, our customers on the Wizards and the Capitol side are going to see really a transformed building experience and you know very excited about what some of those changes are. Uh, some of the highlights I think that are, are going to be tremendous is we're pre- replacing all the seats in the building uh, which is going to be fantastic they're all going to be uh, a nice black leather uh, seating opportunity Ooh. we wanted every seat in the building to feel like a premium seat and I think we're going in that direction Uh, so we're very excited about that Uh, we're also looking at a brand new sound system I mean you know we have some of the best game operations and game entertainment experiences I think in professional sports shout out to Lauren Trusty Lauren does a great job Uh, (laughs) Tyler on the capital side does a great job we've got really creative people that work on the game operations piece and for them to have a state of the art sound system that is probably going to be the best in the country is something that's really going to enhance the overall game experience I mean you know We've got incredible PA announcers in Ralph and, and Wes, and they do an unbelievable job. And, you know, I, I think uh, the clarity of the sound system is going to be second to none. So we're really thrilled uh, about it from that standpoint. You know, a couple other exciting things that we're doing is uh, we're renovating all the concession stands and the concourses uh, in, in the building. So uh, really a, a sleek, state-of-the-art look coming to those concourses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to enhance that with a, a lot of different new LED experiences that we're building into the uh, the arena from a wayfinding signage standpoint to other large video screens uh, they're going to be located on the concourse so just so many things that we're doing is really about making sure that the fans have an incredible experience here at Capital One Arena uh, not only with what happens on the court of the ice and we know we're great teams mm-hmm. uh, from the, both of those perspectives but also uh, the other entertainment uh, experiences whether it's food and beverage or sound or you know the comfort of sitting in uh, a really first class seat by the way if you want to see um images of whatever Jim is talking about, you can head to Capital One Arena Renovations.com. That's got a lot of the specs and stuff like that. Um, and it's a it's a beautifully designed website that we just built to show you to show you what we're doing. Um, Jim, when you're when you're going into this process and sure. you're thinking about like what the concourse is going to look like and things like that, do you 
do a lot of research at other arenas? Is it sort of like redesigning a house? Like, how yeah. does what is what is what is a little bit like the process of this? It, it's it's a great question. I I think fortunately for us, you know, with, with the uh, uniqueness of the way Monumental Sports Entertainment is set up, we have a lot of great people that do go to other arenas around the country. Uh, certainly take uh, you know a survey of what some of those arenas look like. But the other piece is that we we do a lot of surveying to our customers and fans, and we mm-hmm. want to find out from them specifically what we can do to really enhance our experiences. So. Uh, certainly uh, surveying customers is a big part of it. Uh, the other piece that we're really excited about is that we think that we're working with one of the re- best sports architectural firms in, in the country in Gensler. Uh, they are located here. They have an office here in D.C. So the principals that are working on this pri- uh, project, Ryan Sickman and Andrew and some of the other guys at Gensler, they are customers of events here at Capital One Arena. Mm. So, you know, they've got a really good feel to it. So I, I think, you know what, we certainly do our surveying. And, you know, the one thing I will say and this comes down from Ted and our ownership group is that we've always been first to market in so many changes to the building that I think we do a really good job of that. But, you know, certainly you like to, uh, you know, borrow and take a look at some other arenas around the country and see what they're doing to really enhance the experience. I think one of the things that, you know, we're really excited about as part of the overall renovation is that we're partnering with a lot of celebrity chefs in the market. Uh, I was going to ask about that uh, for oh, good, sure. Yeah, good. Yeah. As someone that spends an inordinate amount of time at this arena, <laughs> I'm most excited about the food. <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, you know what? Uh, we, we've announced uh, Alex McCoy, who is going to be one of our flagship uh, restaurateurs that we have uh, in the building. We're also working with Kat Cora. Uh, we're in the process of finalizing a couple of other agreements. And, you know, I think some of those chefs are, are some of the most well-known in the community. So, you know, we really want to make sure that not only do we have great core opportunities and core items like hot dog, pizza, chicken tenders, you know, and popcorn and all that kind of good stuff. But we really want to make sure that we've got a good diversity uh, of opportunities for people that have maybe some other taste. And, you know, I think the opportunity to partner with some of these celebrity chefs with our new partnership that we have with Aramark uh, certainly, I think, are going to add a lot to the overall mix uh, of what people are looking for. You know, I I think the good thing is that we've always had partners from uh, a beverage standpoint with PepsiCo and Pepsi and, you know, also Anheuser-Busch and Banffy from a wine category standpoint that, you know, are are some of the best tastes out there. But I think the the food side of it with Mm -hmm. some of these celebrity chefs are going to add a new element to it that are really going to hopefully uh, improve the overall experience that guests have at the building. So when you're deciding who's going to come in here from a food standpoint, similar to like a wedding, did you go yeah. to a food tasting? You like try all these different dishes? And- no, great, great question. <laughs> you know what? I mean, uh, you know, and, and we try to keep probably the most slender uh, waistline that we can. But we, <laughs> we, we definitely did do uh, a little bit of tasting. And, you know, uh, there's some really amazing, uh, you know, restaurateurs. D.C. has, I, I think, one of the best restaurant scenes in the country. And, you know, there were so many different choices for us. And, you know, I think uh, we're going to look at it, uh, an eclectic menu of opportunities here and I think it's going to be something that our, our fans are going to look at uh, the good thing is you know we're working with one of the best food and beverage organizations I think in, in the country in Aramark and you know they've got a lot of great relationships there and you know we're working with them uh, collectively right now in terms of uh, what some of those design looks like uh, in, in terms of some of the concession opportunities and you know really some of the uh, the clubs uh, we're going to be doing uh, redoing our PWC club as part of the uh, 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 makeover and we're looking at really a unique uh, dining experience in the PWC club so a little bit more to come on that end over the next couple of months but you know I think uh, having great partners you know with both Alex and I think Kat and also the folks at Aramark it is really going to transform the experience when so when fans leave here um, for, a, for a Wizards fan when they leave here for 
the last time after uh, game six or seven of the NBA Finals when uh, the yeah, uh, yeah. I like when your thinking, the, Jacob. The, keep right, going, right. keep going. When the, Let's con- make when the this confetti happen. when the confetti drops, um, to when they come back for the first preseason game of next year, how how when they when they when they first walk in through um through the doors on F Street, how different is it going to be on the concourse? You know, I, I think it's going to be uh, uniquely different. I think you're going to see a lot of new uh, LED experiences for guests as they come in here. I think you're going to see uh, new, new, new wall fixtures, new flooring, new ceiling. I, I think you're really going to see a, a very transformed experience in here. Uh, and I think it's going to be a very modern, sleek look. I mean, we want people to be engaged as they come into the building. Uh, one of the things that we are working on right now, we're uh, in heavy conversations right now uh, to have four new quadrant partners uh, from oh, a, wow. an advertising standpoint on, on the main concourse. So I think that 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 first impression is really going to be transformed. And then when you look, you know, uh, we're redoing the team store with our new partnership with Fanatics. We're doing all the concession stands. We're going to have new points of sale uh, opportunities. So, you know, I, I think the experience is going to be unique and different. The other thing that we're doing uh, is that uh, Capital One is in the early stages of redesigning every entry point that we have into the building so as guests come in they're going to know right away that they're a capital one arena and they're going to know that you know they're coming in to see just a a world-class event and opportunity here i mean last year alone we did 230 events in the building uh over three million people so we're one of the busiest buildings in the country and i think people are going to see uh, a really unique transformed experience as soon as they walk in because this building is so busy how hard was it to fit this into a schedule that you know in the summer we've got not just the concerts, AFL, Mystics, like it's a lot going on and finding that time to get it in there. How many moving people pieces and people were involved in that process you know uh, a great question I, I can say one of the things that we're fortunate about here we have an incredible venues group that really manages all of our properties in the greater Washington region uh, Dave Tui, Jordan Silberman Michelle Montague uh, have really worked collectively uh, along with our, our our team at Gensler and you know us on the business operations side to, to make sure that we kind of build that phase out you know as we talked about earlier we didn't really want to lose some of the marquee shows that were coming into the market this summer I mean we have U2 in June We've got, you know, Shania Twain coming. We've got some major, major concerts here that we don't want to lose out on the opportunity for our patrons in this community to see some of those great artists. And knock on wood, we're going to have an incredible uh, final season for the Mystics here uh, at Capital One Arena. And we're going to have an incredible AFL season with the Valor. So we didn't want to miss out on those opportunities. So those guys collectively worked very, very hard in terms of coming up with a schedule uh, of development. I think one of the things you'll see is that, you know, there will be certain phases over the course of the summer where certain areas of the concourse may be shut down for the renovation piece. But then we've got these two, uh, probably two week or so windows, you know, where we're going to be shut down for probably about, you know, equivalent of 30 days over the summer. That's going to be the the bulk of uh, the construction work and stuff like that. So credit to those guys. I mean, you know, they've been planning for this for the last, you know, probably six months. And, you know, I think uh, knock on wood, you know, most of the renovation is not going to start till the end of June when Mm -hmm. we're celebrating two uh, incredible <laughs> seasons for the Capitals and the Wizards, but you know, I, I think we're working with some of the very best in the business to make sure that we can fit everything in. So the game plan is that when we come back for our first preseason games in September, you know, the guests are going to see a transformed experience. As as long as we've got you here, um, you mentioned uh, that this is the final season for the Mystics um, in Capital One Arena. Yeah. Um, can you give us a quick update on the St. E's Arena um, where? 
um, the Wizards will be practicing and the Mystics and the Go-Go will be going to. Yeah. You know, know, we're honored. We've got a great partner in Events DC and and the district. Uh, You know, we are on pace and schedule. We did our our great uh, rooftopping ceremony in in January, and and construction has been moved along at a pretty uh, fast rate. We feel very comfortable and confident we're going to be moving into uh, the training facility piece. Uh, in, in September, and, and the Wizards will host their, their first training camp uh, at, at our new training facility, and the St. E's Arena uh, will be operational for November. I mean, I think uh, you know we're very excited about the Go-Go, our new G League team, uh, starting off there, and then we'll have the transition as we move into the mix, Mystic season in, in, in the summer. Uh, we're honored to be a part of this amazing project, and, and we think you know the amazing things that are going to happen in Ward uh, 8 are just going to be phenomenal over the, uh, the, the uh, Congress Heights area, so we're we're excited about it. It's going to be an incredible building, uh, and I think you know it's going to be perfect size for for this marketplace. So you know we're re- getting ready. I mean, I think you know we've got some visions of hanging some G League banners and <laughs> uh, WNBA banners in, in the new St. E's Arena, and uh, it, it's going to be an incredible opportunity. I think for our fans, you know, more importantly too, you know, it's going to be a, a great home facility for uh, the Mystics and also the Go Go, and they're going to have a place of their very own uh which i think is exciting from a, a team operation standpoint so you know we we all expect to have a great mystic season and you know it'd be nice as we win our our, our title this year to go into that new building with uh hopefully uh, coach tebow has done a, a banner, phenomenal job you know, stacking the roster forward, for this so. summer so it, it should i think be good. that uh i think that we're definitely going to be in the mix so I know you started in this organization yeah. on the cap side. How do you manage your schedule? I mean, it's not just two teams or three or four, but just being in charge of the business operations for all of these teams. You know what? It comes down to one thing. It comes down to people. We've got an incredible team here and so many great teammates at, at, at Monumental Sports and Entertainment that this is a team effort. You know, we all put in a, a ton of hours. You know, any opportunity that you have for your customers and patrons to come down to see you like we do with all these great events that we have in the building it, it is quite an honor but you know what uh it starts with ownership and the, the the second piece of that is just the amazing team of employees and, and, and teammates that we have here they put on all the shows i mean you know i think uh you know our job is to, to make sure that everyone has the resources that they need to to get the job done and you know the other piece that you need to have is everyone has a commitment to doing the very best that they can and everyone in our organization has a true uh, commitment to customer experience and, and customer service. And I think that's what really makes us uh, a special opportunity. And the other thing is that, you know, it, it's funny when I, I look at where I started and where we are today with 500 plus full-time employees, over 3,000, you know, employees, when you take a look at, you know, a lot of the part-time people that help us put on these great events, you know, you've got a lot of people that are entrepreneurial in spirit. And, you know, I think that's been a great testament to all the growth that we've had from uh, a new technology standpoint with what we're doing with the OTT network and Monumental Sports Network to our, our collaboration and, and efforts in esports and, you know, the AFL. And you just see Monumental Sports Entertainment as really one of the fastest growing sports and entertainment properties in the entire, you know, North American uh, marketplace. And, and we're going to continue to do those things and, you know, continue to drive, uh, you know, a really successful business. But it comes down to one thing. And, you know, that's having teammates on the, 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 the team that really are committed to getting the job done and i think we have uh you know a very fortunate opportunity mm-hmm. with working with some incredible people that folks is why jamoke and myself and jeremy zag and chris love working here we do we yeah. really do thank uh, you it. very much for joining us jim van stone we really appreciate it 
You know what? I would love to be back. You guys oh, do such an incredible next, job. Next I'm time, honored. next time, next time you we're gonna what? have you back for Wizards analysis. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> next well, time, you know what? Next time we're gonna get into the numbers with you. I, I'll be honest with you. I can help on, on the off court stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, credit to Ernie and Coach Brooks, and and how about Coach Brooks with his Coach of the Month? That was awesome. And, and, that is you know, um, and, and yeah. our team. You know what? We need John back, and John is just the very best. But uh, credit to everyone. They're they're working so well, and. I think organization, we're all so proud of the efforts and an incredible uh, run that we're having. And, you know, watch out. I, I think we're going to be prepared and ready to do some damage come April. Without question. Definitely. And, and hopefully, Whisk, as you've enjoyed this podcast, if you learn more about the upgrades, the state-of-the-art renovations that are going to be done here at Capital One Arena, we want to thank Jim Van Stone, President of Business Ops and Chief Commercial Officer, for cool. joining us on the pod. For Jacob Rame, I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now, everybody. Mm-hmm.